Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. Christian Fellowship in the name of Jesus. So this morning I want to speak on uh, three stations to the cross. And um, I'm going to read from Matthew 26, the verses 36 to 39. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, not as I will, but as you will. <laughs> it's very interesting, and thank you very much, my, my dear brother Colm. The crucifixion story is so important. And this day, on this Friday, we remember the great this event happened in whole of the world history. Jesus gave his life for the world. That meant salvation from sin and salvation from the wrath of God and eternal life for everyone who puts his faith in Jesus Christ. I remember a few weeks, weeks ago, you remember my Swiss friend who was here, my wife and he, we went to a little place here in Warrandyte. And we were browsing through a few little shops which had all sorts of art collections. And we came to a little shop that was before a church. We went into this shop and I went to the shopkeeper to inquire what church was this before? Because everybody knew it has been a church. And I was told, she said, it was a Baptist church that had been burned down in 1939 by a bushfire. <clears throat> and as we went out and we came to the entrance door, and there was an old picture from the former Baptist church and also it showed the showcase where churches always have, have their notice in there. And also there was a very important sentence written and I want to speak about this this morning. And it reads, eternal salvation is free, but not cheap. This sentence did not leave me. 
And today I want to speak about this, where the price has been paid for a salvation that is free. And it costed very much Jesus when Jesus came and he paid the price. He paid a debt he did not owe. He paid my debts, my sins. And that's all about the Good Friday sermon today. Now here in Gethsemane was the important decision of will. Jesus submitted his will totally under the will of the Father. <clears throat> Jesus was not forced to the cross. And we read in John chapter 10, the verses 17 and 18, for this reason, my father loves me because I laid down my life so that I might take it up again. No one has taken it away from me. <coughs> Sorry. But I laid it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I have received from my Father. <clears throat> Jesus submitted totally his will to the Father. And we read there, and he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, prayed saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. This was so important for the whole life of Jesus, that he was doing everything in the will of his Father. Jesus said to his disciples, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. Jesus was anxious that he might die perhaps there in Gethsemane. And he know the hour of his death has not come yet. He know he had to face Calvary or Golgotha. He was grieved to the point of death. Dying here, perhaps in Gethsemane, would not have brought salvation. He had to die on the cross. That was the sacrificial altar. Remember, Jesus had before the Passover with his disciples. A Jewish tradition calls it Passover cedar. The word cedar means the order of Passover. And Jesus went through the Passover cedar and there were actually, according to Jewish tradition, four cups. The first cup was called the cup of sanctification. The second cup, the cup of judgment. The third cup, the cup of redemption. And the fourth, fourth cup, the cup of blessing. And that's why we can read, after they had the supper, they were singing a hymn. What hymn did they sing? And we know it 
it was from Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. Quite a long hymn. Jesus didn't share the second cup with his disciples. And I learned it. The second cup of judgment was only for Jesus to drink. Here in Gethsemane, Jesus said yes to this cup, to this cup of judgment. And he left this cup out when he had communion with them together, similar to the synagogue in Nazareth. Why? We remember when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he went to Nazareth, to the synagogue. In Luke chapter 4, we can read it. And Jesus was given the scroll of Isaiah. And Isaiah chapter 61, 1 and 2, he was supposed to read. But Jesus only read the, verse, the first verse and the first part of the second verse. Jesus excluded especially something, and that was important because this was not yet to be fulfilled. And Jesus read till a year of the favorable year of the Lord, because the day of judgment, or as it is written there, the day of vengeance of the Lord had not yet come. That's why Jesus left it out. And everybody in Nazareth, in the synagogue, looked at him. Why is he leaving it out? Now the purpose was the same as Jesus left out the second cup of judgment. And that's important to understand. When Jesus left out this, then also with the reason that judgment has not come. Jesus came in order to save the world, not the, to judge the world as yet. The judgment of God is still going to come. And Calvary reminds us of the good news that Jesus died on the cross for us. Hallelujah. Now in Hebrews chapter 5, the verses 7 to 9 there we have a glance into his prayer life. And we read there, In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplication with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his piety. Although he was a son he learned obedience from the things he suffered. And having made perfect, he became to all those who obey the source of eternal salvation. Remember the sentence I saw in an old church in Warrendite. Salvation is free but it is not cheap. So we see here, Jesus was not spared from the death on the cross, but from the premature death 
in Gethsemane. Remember, he was stressed to the point of death. Jesus could have died perhaps, I don't know, but that's why he prayed, Father, if it's your will, let this pass by this cup, because he had to drink this cup, this second cup. He didn't share with his disciples there at the Passover cedar. And in verse 45, we read, Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping in resting? Because the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. God the Father gave Jesus over into the hand of sinners. And Jesus was led before Pilate. And this place was called Gabbatha. Jesus was in this place. This was also called the pavement. It was a pavement with marble place. And it was called in Hebrew, as I said, Gabbatha. Here suffered Jesus his deepest humiliation. He was close with a royal purple robe. Jesus was mocked. And we read in John 19, verse 3. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews, and to give him slaps in the face. Jesus was horribly hum humiliated. And that's where Jesus was there. He stood the Lamb of God in humiliation. The Lamb of God and not the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who is still to come. And he stood Jesus and he suffered humiliation. And we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 and 23. For you have been called for this purpose since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he did not utter any threat, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Now Jesus was here before Pilate. Pilate was interested in what Jesus did and why he would have been here before him. And Pilate, he almost had the intentions to let you, Jesus go, to release him. And the people said, if you release him, you are no longer, no longer a friend of Caesar. Now Pilate understood the situation. He knew what it meant if someone would fell out of fall out of grace 
from the from Caesar. And we read in John 19, verse 12, as a result of this, Pilate made efforts to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Everyone who makes himself out to be king opposes Caesar. And that was the situation Pilate wanted to avoid. He couldn't let it go. Jesus to be the king of Israel. We knew Tiberius, he was a ruthless ruler. With his enemies, he had no mercy. And they were horribly tortured. And then at Capri, they were pushed off a cliff into the tossing sea. Pilate knew that could perhaps his end. And so the high priest signed Israel over to Rome, so to speak, by saying, Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. The high priest acknowledged Caesar as their ruler over Israel. And we know very clearly that Caesar had no good thoughts with Israel. When this was done, remember, it was about 37 years later when Caesar under Titus and all his armies attacked Jerusalem. And history tells us thousands of crosses were erected with Jews on each one of them around Jerusalem. Caesar did not mean good with Israel. And here was Jesus, and that's what we are celebrating and remembering today. Jesus gave his life for the whole world, for Israel, for you, and for me. Now, Jesus was then led up to Golgotha. We remember salvation is not free, but not Salvation is free, but not cheap. I'm sorry. Isaiah chapter 53, 11, it says, As a result of anguish of his soul, that means toilsome labor, he will see and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Jesus bore all our sins. He bore our iniquities to the cross. They are nailed there to the cross and we are free. Hallelujah. And also we read, there were actually three crosses at, Cal at Golgotha, or we call it Calvary. And the Bible says in verse 18, There they crucified him, and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus 
in between. Now these two other men represent those, first the one who rejected Jesus and mocked with all the others the Christ, the Savior. And he died a second death. He went to hell. Now there was another one, and this man, he was in the same situation as the, four, the first thief. And he said to Jesus in Luke chapter 23, verse 42 to 43, I'm going to read it. He was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I said to ye, to you, today, you shall be with me in paradise. What a difference. What a difference. This man acknowledged his sin. And he said, Jesus, the one between us, he has no, did no sin. He didn't do anything wrong. But we did. And so his confession, when he repented, said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to thee, today, today, you shall be with me in paradise. Now, these two men remembered or represented a mocking thief to die in his sin. And that's the worst thing a person can experience, to die in their sins. And Jesus spoke about it very clearly in John chapter 9. I just paraphrase it where this blind-born man was being healed, and Jesus healed him. And he was worshiping Jesus when he met Jesus later on. And Jesus made some very profound statement. And he said, For a judgment I've come into the world, that those who see or mean to see or think to see will be blind, and those who are blind will be seen. And Jesus said, in other words, that people who can't see Jesus for the Savior of the soul have no salvation because they are blinded by the enemy of God, by Satan. Heaven is populated with sinners, thieves, murderers, fornicators, adulterers whose sins have been nailed to the cross and are living a new life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's the meaning why Jesus went to the cross. I want to tell you a little story. Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf, he lived in the years 1700 to 1760. He was a rich young man. He was a count. And he had planned a, a travel or a journey to Paris to see perhaps the great European metropolitan 
Paris was then that kind of Las Vegas in our days. He stopped over in Düsseldorf. There was a famous gallery where famous painters and great artists exhibited their artwork. There was one artist and he focused on the Calvary scene. He focused on Jesus being crucified. And as we know, in those days, most of the painters and artists were focusing on biblical themes. And so also this artist, in a very vivid way, he was able to portray this picture, the crucifixion of Jesus. And this was not enough for the artist. The artist wrote underneath, not his name, but he wrote underneath a sentence. This have I done for you, and what do you do for me? Our young count, he could not then contemplate about this, what he just read. He gave his life to Jesus and was becoming a disciple of the Lord Jesus. He also was the founder of the Brethren Church all over the world. And as we know, he was instrumental also to John Wesley's spiritual life. These were two people who served the Lord and encouraged each other to serve the Lord. That's what happened at Calvary. There is a place still open for you. Don't stand underneath the cross and have some sort of thoughts about Jesus. Did he really do everything for me? Yes, he did. I'm going to close with a scripture in John chapter 19, verse 30. Therefore, when Jesus has received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus said very clearly, it is finished. And in Greek, it says, tetelastai, it means paid in full. That's what Calvary is all about. Your sins, my sins, the sins of the whole world have been paid in full. Jesus paid it all. Let's pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning that we were able to preach what you did on the cross and the meaning of Calvary. Lord Jesus, I thank you. This was real. And you, O oh Lord, you wanted everybody would put his faith in you and be saved from eternal condemnation and have eternal life in Jesus Christ. I thank you and I bless your wonderful name. And Lord, we are looking forward also for your return 
you are coming soon. You, O oh Lord, you drank the cup of uh, judgment for me, for everyone. And I thank you. I bless you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh.